All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with another episode. And, oh, by the way, if you did not see the amazing pass this weekend from Dylan's favorite, Harry Forrester, to Michael Seaton for the goal, uh, you missed an amazing goal. If you're watching live, you're seeing a little bit of that right there, right now. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We are underway in the postseason, the first playoff game ever played in Orange County. One, two, Godoy. He's found a great ball in a bolts in plenty of time. He smashes it off and doubles the visitors' lead. Thomas in a Bolson. Segbris sprinting forward on the counterattack. A little handsy there, crosses it. Pineda, the extra pass. Seaton finishes. It rolls down to his left and parrying aside. Well taken care of by the Orange County keeper. We'll leave it for Aiden Quinn. He'll strike towards goal! And it's gone in! An equalizer and a winner in second half stoppage time for Orange County off the left boot of Aiden Quinn. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccer cast and on facebook at orange and black soccer cast how's it going orange county welcome to another episode of the orange and black soccer cast the first and only podcast dedicated to orange county soccer club its fans and supporters oh and by the way our podcast is brought to you by roughneck scarves uh, I'm, I'm Ray Samora, your host. I'm with you each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. And joining me as he does each and every episode, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Yes, I'm all over the place, Dylan, but how are you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing all right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm ready for Saturday, Sunday. One of the days. I need more soccer in my life. I think yeah, I'm ready for the weekend. I was gonna say I think we're all thrown off. It's all gonna be weird with this, you know, fake Monday type situation. It's actually Tuesday, but it feels like a Monday because a lot of people, week, but we yeah. played a day later, so yeah. I have no excuse. Time is all thrown off. You know, Monday, most people had Monday off, uh, but even then, it's it's weird. It doesn't feel like we should be recording tonight, but we are, and we're here, and we're actually live too. So. If you're listening to us live, thank you, and we appreciate it. Oh, by the way, we do have Alan sort of hanging with us. Uh, he's actually uh, – I don't know Alan, uh, and he's not even going to really be able to talk. He's going to chat. Dylan's going to be his translator on this. But he's somewhere up above the Central Valley of California on his way to Sacramento. Uh, if you're watching live, every so often you're going to see his face in the in the, the screen or on the screen. But – Anytime he chats something, because Dylan pays more attention to that than I do, he'll share what Alan has to say. Uh, we got some stuff to talk about soccer-wise. It was an amazing game. I, I I don't know your exact quote, Dylan, but I know you were saying this was probably the best you know start-to-finish uh, match of the season for Orange County. And, and the fact that they did this in with a lightning delay thrown in the mix, I, I I'm pretty shocked they were able to come out and just finish the match and put it away um so we're going to talk about that we're also going to look forward to the next match coming up a big match but also a winnable match for orange county uh up in portland so let's uh get into this new mexico united match uh dylan like i said yeah i saw you on twitter saying this is probably the the best game of the season best match of the season start to finish for orange county uh share more on why you think that 
Um, you know, I think it took a lot of resolve to, to go on the road and, and beat a team that has been pretty good this season. And I know they weren't in great form, and that's that's what gave me hope that mm-hmm. Orange County could get result. But, uh, you know, a clean sheet on the road, I don't think has happened since San Antonio, and that was a match that we didn't manage to score any goals. Uh, we haven't had a lot of clean sheets this year, and um, I think it was a good complete performance. I mean, Frederick Dew came up big a few times to keep us uh, level and then to keep us ahead um, before we scored and, and then after we scored the first one. But, you know, Joe Miko played out of his skin all game long. Um, Michael Rosco played a really smart, strong game. Walker Hume had a pretty close to goal line clearance. And then the midfield was on it too. Um, you know, Quinny was was Quinny and, and dominating the, the run of play as he always does. And Duke was chasing down Chris Wien, which is what I had um, kind of targeted as one of the keys to get a result out of this match. And then, of course, you have Harry Forrester just standing there and making uh, <laughs> Justin Schmidt look like a child, just making him and setting up Mike to just, I mean, slot it home. He put some power behind it and, and um, beat Mizzle at the front at the front post, but what a play. Um, we've been looking for that all season, and that's what we got. Um, that should be a really big confidence booster for the side. And, you know, three straight wins, kind of right on time, and we jumped up what, six, six, seven places in the uh, in the standings this past week. So Was it this past week, or, I, I mean... I think it was yeah, five I thought we came Sunday. in, yeah. But over the midweek, Vegas and Tulsa played. And I think we'd, after that match, dropped to 14th after the Saturday matches had been played and shot up. I could be wrong, but we jumped a lot of places. Um, and we're finally into a solid playoff place, and we're looking good. Um, well, the, the cool thing about it, the, if you look at the standings, I think, what, we're three points off of fourth place. But Which will be technically three points off of fifth place because the tiebreaker is not goal difference, not in our favor. but wins. Okay, but there's enough matches where you can make up a four goal, I guess, then deficit uh, oh, at this fine. point. We, we're which, doing just fine. Which I think uh, if, if you asked any Orange County fan maybe a month ago, we would have been happy with saying, hey, we're creeping into maybe 10th or 9th spot, and we would have probably been satisfied with that, with the way things had gone all season. Now you're looking at where they're at, the form that the club is in. Now, you know, nine points in three matches. Uh, I know we don't have any easy matches as we play out the season, but we have winnable matches. That's the, that's the, the key thing in there. Uh, there's no Phoenix standing in your way. That's just basically unbeatable at the moment. Uh, you know, you got. I know Portland's a tough travel for for a lot of these teams but they're not they're not like this unbeatable team it's a team that we can still go on the road and maybe we just have to go with Allen and say hey go up there hoping for a point if you get three amazing but again with this form and everything like that it's awesome um did you mention the the debut performance of our new keeper uh between the sticks Dylan I did I did okay I wasn't listening that I mean where do you even what save do you want to pick out is his best, you know, the USL thinks from that free kick. I think from that free kick. Um, probably everyone else thinks from that free kick, but there were multiple others where, you know, he wasn't afraid to, to throw his body out there on the line. Um, 
even if it, the ball was 20, 25 yards out, he was still going for it. He had seven saves. Uh, that's that's a good result. Um, it would have been a much different game had this been someone else in goal, not Aaron. It was um, it was an amazing debut performance from a goalkeeper. I know Dylan, you and I talked a little bit uh, about it heading into the match. We sort of knew he was going to be starting, although the uh, the broadcasters there in Albuquerque were sort of shocked that he was in the starting lineup. I guess no one told them. Aaron Cervantes is like on the other side of the world right now, preparing. Well, they definitely didn't read matches. You know, the USL announced it, the team announced it, and US Soccer announced it. But reading yeah. is difficult, and we don't teach that in schools. So, because when they were announcing the lineups, like I, I swear, I don't know if I'm the only one that heard it, but they sounded just shocked. They like said his name with this like, like what? Why is he in there? Type type um, pitch into the voice, I guess you could say. Uh, so that was interesting, but yeah, I mean. To come out and have this amazing debut, a shutout, which I can't remember. I know uh, Alan was talking about it when we were texting with each other, but like the first shutout uh, since early in the season, I would say, I believe, was it San Antonio uh, was the match that was referenced or a shutout on the road, I guess, is a clean sheet on the road. Um, and nominee for save of the week, uh, nominee or a member of the team of the week for USL. I mean, awesome what can you say? Awesome debut from a goalkeeper that's getting thrown into the mix late in the season. I know he's been playing out in, in Hartford, but uh, different styles of teams, different expectations, different at this point of the season, you're over in Hartford. You're just sort of playing the season out, looking ahead maybe to next season or looking to see what your next step's going to be. Now you're joining an Orange County team that's on a good run of form, looking at playoff positioning and looking at now at this point, making a good run in the playoffs. They're not now just looking to squeak in. They're now looking to set themselves up for, um, a possible home match uh, in the first round of the playoffs, which uh, again, uh, any Orange County fan a month or so ago would have been shocked if if you said that's a possibility at this point. Yeah, that's what Alan wanted to bring up was that the um, three honest lads think that we can sneak into that final hosting spot. Um, anything is possible at this point, I guess. I think if you get into that final home spot, right? So the was that fourth place, I guess. Um, then if you win that match and Phoenix wins their match, that sets up a, a a match of of two teams where the last loss so far at this point for Phoenix was against Orange County. Um, we've talked about it before. It'd be awesome to to give them that next loss or their first loss since then. That would be. Did you forget cool. what word you were going to use again? Yeah, I forgot. I was going to say you know bookmark. Um, I know it's bookend. I, it's it, yeah, whatever. Um, oh, I gotta say this too before we get any further. Props to all of y'all that made it out to the uh, fan viewing party that we set up over at Out of the Park Pizza in Anaheim. It's actually a pretty good turnout. I think when we counted, probably about twenty-four to twenty-five total showed up. That's including Dylan and myself, Alan, down in San Diego. It's a little bit far of a, a drive for him to make it up just to watch a game on TV. Uh, and uh, props also to everyone that, that hung out there because it was decently warm that day. They did have us out in the patio, but it did help out with the atmosphere, I think, because we were able to set up a speaker, have the sound nice and loud. And you felt like you could just be a soccer fan, chant and have fun without worrying about what the rest of the, the restaurant or the bar is thinking out there. So, again, props to everyone that made their way out there. Uh, and uh, we're looking to see what we can do this weekend, set something up, because, again, another big match. It's a little bit more difficult because it's the first weekend for NFL on a Sunday match, uh, but we'll, we'll get something set up, and we'll hopefully get 
a, a good decent turnout as well. I would ask Alan at this point, you know, anything he wants to share with this match, but uh, I don't know, Dylan, have you been reading any of the chats? Is there anything that you see in there that, that uh, pops out? No, he, he brought up the three honest lads thing. Um, I've listened to them once, so that's more of a, that's an Alan thing. He's so well-versed <laughs> in the USL existence, um, always on Twitter. Um, Alan always brings in some great stats, so he'd say something like, this was only Frederick G's second clean sheet of the season. But um, in all honesty, he was playing in Hartford, so that's difficult to, to put on him. Yes, and he uh, he has 65 saves this season, which is kind of crazy. Um, I don't know what else he would he would say. It reminds him of Allison. Um, and then when he ran out to track down um, Kevon Freider, just outside the box, it was like he was watching um, Adrian in goal. I'm out of Liverpool references. I think that's what he'd say. <laughs> he seems to approve. Other than all you know is the two goalies for Liverpool, apparently. Um, well, I know other people, but reference. I mean, we're, I'm not going to compare Frederick Dew to like Saudi Amane. Why not? No, um, <laughs> let's 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 go back to the Harry Forrester pass, which uh, I, I think is a shoe in for uh, a nominee as assist of the year. Probably a shoe in as a winner, but I'm not going to try and persuade you all. For those of you that are listening, that just now maybe started listening this season, we do. The last season was our first season, of course, doing a podcast, but we do a Orange and Black Soccer Cast Awards, which we will do at the end of this season. And the way it all works out, we set up about 14 different categories. We let you, the listeners and the fans, vote on it. Uh, and then we take like two or three episodes and we announce all the winners. Uh, we will compile like the best goals, best assists, best games of the of the season. And we'll actually put links where you can actually watch them so you'll be able to make a good pick there. But I, I'm pretty certain that this, if this is not the winner, this is going to be one of the top contenders for it. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts were or anyone that's listening thoughts, uh, Dylan or even Alan, once we get to talk to you, if we ever do get to talk to you tonight um, and actually hear your voice. Uh, but I think for like a split second on that play, I think in my mind, I'm looking at Harry Forrester. I'm like, what are you doing? You're just sort of standing there with the ball. What's going on? And then all of a sudden this pass goes through the legs of the New, New Mexico defender. Michael Seaton makes a nice run, gets the, the ball in the goal, and all of a sudden just looks like an amazing thing. Dylan, were you sort of thinking the same thing when you saw Forrester just sort of standing there with the ball for like a second or two, not really doing anything? Or did you uh, predict that that's what was coming up? No, there's no way you predict that's what's coming Um I just assumed that like the play had been blown dead, or maybe there was another lightning strike that had been something was happening, or he was just tired of running, um, and <laughs> he fooled everyone. I mean, yeah, Alan mentions that the New Mexico backline is not great. Um, they are so not great that they have the joint or they had on sunday the joint fourth worst um goal differential or goals uh conceded record in the western conference they were the highest up team with that the only other team that's remotely involved in the playoffs with a high goals against is uh los dos so they're not good at defending um and you look at their early season form and how they played um they had trouble finishing off games. If you look at the first game that we played, it was they took an early lead, 
and then they kind of fell apart at the end, and they never figured that out. They, they never pulled a Reno and figured out how to see out a 90-minute match, or if, you know, even more relevant, they never figured out how to play like Orange County and figure out how to play a full match. Um, Andy, long-time listener, occasional super, guest. Super listener. Super listener. Um, tweeted, please be on the lookout for Harry Forster and Mikey Seaton. Um, Forster in particular is wanted for questioning regarding the absolute murder of Justin Schmidt shown in the surveillance video and um, linked to the uh, <laughs> that nutmeg, which I could watch until the end of time. Um, well, don't forget, you got to contact your local supporters group, Cadillac Coalition, if you have any more info on that. I mean, yeah. amazing, just sort of, I'm sure Andy sat there for like, the whole day trying to think about how he's gonna he's smarter than that you see all the data like 90 percent of the stats that i pull that's we're still off the usl website it's from andy's beautiful we were we were telling him at the at the meetup at the watch party that we need to pull him in as our statistician he can actually sort of join our our google meet hangout he can uh throw stats on in the chat and that way we don't have to look up anything because he basically i think you said it he has like spreadsheet upon spreadsheet of of information regarding um, stats for not just Orange County, but I think he like compiles stats for like USL too uh, when looking at it. So um, by all means, Andy, if you want to join us and, and be our statistician, we'll, we'll be happy to have you on. I don't know. Maybe Alan won't be so happy because then he's like the, uh, the secondary statistician, but uh, Alan has officially welcomed him to quote, come join the nerd fest. <laughs> Oh, geez, Alan, man, you'd have to be so harsh. I didn't know we were nerds. Um, but I guess, yeah, we're talking about soccer with like three or four people watching us at a time. Uh, we do get more than that. I'm just joking. Um, yeah, so what else do we want to say about this match? That was freaking awesome. It was freaking awesome. Oh. Think, oh, go ahead. I, I think you can argue now that Orange County could beat any team in any place. Even Phoenix. Yes. All right. I, you know, I, I think we talked about this earlier on the season. Remember, we were having all these conversations about when is it now no longer early in the season? When does you, when is it that you can no longer make that excuse? I think we even talked about then is if you can get on the right run of form at the right time, it doesn't matter how your season's been going. If you can get there at the end of the season, you're playing well and you're, uh, you know, the, the ball's bouncing your way, which, Obviously, through the first half of the season, maybe first two-thirds of the season, the club was struggling. There was just a lot of bad luck going on, injuries that were uh, out of nowhere, sort of freak injuries. You look at the Christian Duke thing uh, and stuff like that. Ball just not bouncing your way, bad call here and there. Uh, we're starting to get there. I mean, even you look at this match against New Mexico, we got the benefit of the doubt on a call that was probably a questionable call. I'm sure a lot of New Mexico fans, I'm sure our fans, uh, Chris and Seth, are – you know, angry about the call. And I'm talking about, I believe it was Devin Sandoval and um, Frederick Dew. Uh, minimal contact there, but the ref decided to blow the whistle. And I think that's what he was blowing for. I don't think it was an offside thing. Uh, that's This is where, if you remember the match where uh, Orozco goes and throws up, catches the ball. Uh, we're all at the watch party, not knowing that the whistle's been blown or that something's been called, thinking, great, what's going on? You know, ejection, red car, penalty kick, whatnot. But you know, it's one of those things where maybe early in the season we're not getting that call. It do, it goes against us, and now we're maybe getting that call, and things are just sort of bouncing our way. We're getting the luck of the of the draw there. I don't know, Dylan or Alan, 
again, Alan, we'll talk to you, but you can chat. But Dylan, if you're seeing that same thing at this point where, like you said, it's now uh, we, we, we can compete and we can challenge anybody in this league. Alan will one day get off that plane. What'd you say? Alan will one day get off of that plane. He will one day get off that plane. I want to know what airline, what airlines he's flying. It's probably flying Southwest. Probably sponsor us. (laughs) Um, We'll uh, get his thoughts on this match, but we do need to move ahead and talk about the upcoming match, which again is another important match, but it's a winnable match for Orange County. So that's a good thing uh, coming up. Uh, and this is so we'll we'll hold off on maybe picking our man of the match because I want to wait for Alan to jump on and give his thoughts really quick before we go there. If he gets a chance to, if not, we'll just do it at the end of the episode. But let's talk about this upcoming match in Portland against Timbers 2. Again, another team that can give you trouble, but they are not unbeatable. They're a team that you can still go in, uh, make the trip up to Portland and come away with some sort of results, if not a full three points. Uh, Dylan, are you pretty confident heading into this match that Orange County can go up there and come home with three points? I'm confident but wary. Um, and I'm hoping because of the season that Orange County's had that the players aren't going to get complacent just because they've won three straight. Um, this is a side that doesn't seem to play. This is, this is from Allen. Doesn't seem to play any better uh, away or at home. They basically even wherever they're at. Um, I mean, their goal difference is positive four. Nothing, nothing crazy. They're they're ninth place right now, but again, um, basically fifth through twelfth. I think uh, one one week could change where you're at in that. Um, I it's it's hard to say what they offer. I think when we played them in June, Orange County played horribly, um, and that's why we didn't get a result then. I don't think we were particularly outplayed so much as we just switched off defensively, uh, switched off at the end of the match, and that's what punished us. That's not the same team anymore. Um, and I think Orange County's had a, a much more positive um, month, month and a half, if you will, than Portland, uh, who, much like New Mexico, I think have kind of just not a, not a proper tailspin, but they've definitely started to slide a bit, um, and they need these matches now to kind of arrest that slide and, and to get into some good form. But I think one of those, one of these things for Orange County is going to be, yeah, it's a, it's an away match, but it's an empty Providence park and it's got to be a mentality thing and an experience thing. Um, we're not a bunch of kids. Uh, it's not Foster Lingsdorf and a bunch of other random people and Zach Kobayashi. Um, you know, it's a team with a guy that's played for the U.S. national team and Frederick Du, who's apparently incredible in goal, uh, which I guess we all should have expected. And then an informed Michael Seaton and an informed Darwin Jones and an informed Harry Forrester and an informed Jerry Von Wolfgang and an informed Aiden Quinn. We should be getting three points here, especially on the road, and, and that will only strengthen the argument that we can beat anyone anywhere. Can we say inform Joe Miko also after that amazing defense yeah, oh, the my match? God, we forgot to, we, we totally forgot about Joe Miko. I mentioned and it earlier, but about... he played out of his freaking skin for 90 he did. minutes. He did. And he didn't let himself get riled up by Kevon Fader. He just, you know, he had his head on and, and did his job and, and came up big repeatedly. 
I'm, I'm so thrilled for him. Kevin Olsen's going to have a hard time getting back into the side, I think. Because I don't think you could argue that uh, that Joe could really be dropped right now. But you can always throw Kevin on the other side of the field uh, of the pitch. But I'm going to drop Contour. Well, like, yeah, you know, hey, <laughs> let's say That's this. A good problem to have. Okay, I, I was going to say, a, a good problem for Brayden to have is too many quality uh, players worthy of minutes uh, in the defense. And hey, our center defense was actually pretty good this match too. Uh, so, I mean, that New Mexico, we're, we're supposed to be talking about Portland here. Uh, I, we just sort of got backtracked because you started talking about all these informs and I'm like, oh my God, we forgot about Joe Miko. You did mention him, but we didn't like dig into it a little bit like I wanted to. Um, yeah, Portland's going to be a, a pretty good match. Um Hopefully none of the players on the team are huge NFL fans where they're going to be upset that they're missing uh, an NFL game because they have to play soccer, which again, hopefully not. I I don't think there's anyone that is diehard NFL on this team, but um, be, it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a full three points in this match. I think it's, it's doable. Um, Yeah. I, I, Unfortunately, I don't know much about Portland. I haven't watched any of their matches this season other than uh, when they've played against Orange County. So can't really tell you what to expect out of them. And we don't have any Portland expert chilling in us. They don't exist. Um, If you want a summary of their last, we'll say four matches, you get a 3-1 victory against Reno away in Reno. You get a 1-0 loss um, in Vegas. You get a 4-2 loss to Oklahoma at home, and then a 3-2 victory over New Mexico United. So, bang on average, I guess is the way you put it. Um, it was, was the New Mexico one? Was the New Mexico one in Portland or New Mexico? It was in uh, Portland. All right. So, I mean, if you measure against a recent opponent like that, I mean, we sort of thoroughly dominated New Mexico in New Mexico, um, where they're able to come away with a victory, but it wasn't like any domination unless I, again, the score line maybe can fool you sometimes, but this, the score lines between the two matches, I mean, yeah, so this, they start strong. Um, but you know, it's like every two teams, they start there, strong yeah. every year and they kind of fall apart at the end. And hopefully that continues at least for this week. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, is there, do you expect any changes out of uh, Braden for the, the, maybe the lineups are starting 11 or do you think it's going to be very similar to what we saw in New Mexico? I think it'll be exactly the same. Um, we talked to Braden after the four nil victory over Reno over the summer and we had a short turnaround. He still said, I can't drop anyone right now. Everyone played too well. They did exactly what they needed. And you could say the same thing um, about the New Mexico match. So going into this one, unless someone picks up a knock uh, in training this week, no, it's going to be the same starting 11. Um, and, you know, we see that Braden, picks his starting 11 and he picks his, the guys that are going to start and he never really deviates that. Perfect. I'm assuming that Alan's still in the air or he's starting to make some noise. No, he's, ma- he's making I some noise. Folks. Off the plane. So this is, how, the plane. this is how dedicated Alan is. is he just landed in Sacramento and he's like probably as he's walking talking to us people are probably wondering what's this guy saying uh, as he's talking i guess though it's pretty normal nowadays for people to be talking into like some sort of bluetooth or or headset as they're walking yeah, alan you do that all the time 
good to good to hear, Alan, that you landed safely in the nation's capital. Have no idea why you're where, heading up there. Where do you think he is? Where's he at? Oh, not nation's capital, state capital, <laughs> state capital. Oh man, uh, I. You're, you're terrible at this. Oh my god. <laughs> I could blame it on the uh, the barley forge. You know the Sac Republic fans wish they were as relevant as the down. nation's capital, but hey, you know you know people have been trying for what forty years to try and get rid you know leave the united states as the state of california create your own country but uh so maybe one day that'll be a true statement that it's the nation's capital but as of right now the state capital um how was your flight alan it was uh it was pretty good i am happily landed and off of the plane um a couple comments about portland is their stadium is super empty it's nice uh when there's not a ton of people and there isn't really a home field advantage there because there's not really any kind of vibe going on, um, which can be good or it can be bad because you're used to having fans cheering and hissing and booing, and you don't get that same environment uh, up there in Portland. So it can go. I think it can go either way. I think Orange County can go in there and make this kind of like a, a pre-playoff game. Where it's like, hey, we're going to probably have to beat somebody on the road, and we're going to have to beat a solid team on the road. So let's gear up against this T2 side uh, that's been inconsistent this year, and let's take it to them early and then make them not want to play anymore. I mean, you look at what what Tulsa's been able to do the last couple of games. They've really stepped up their play, and now like one of the worst teams in the West is taking on and beating some of the best teams in the West. Um, so if we can just – use some of that energy and that, and that and take this as a, a playoff test. I think Orange County can go up there and, and get a win um, against a T2 team that's uh, kind of up and down. There you go. You waited, I don't know, 30 minutes. It was worth the wait. 30 minutes or so to hear Allen, and he's just – he's on point, man. That's, that's why he's – He's probably uh, an MVP candidate for this podcast as far as the hosts. Maybe we'll have to throw that in as uh, the one of the awards at the end of the season, your favorite host of the Orange and Black Soccer cast. He'd, he'd, get my, he'd get my vote. Don't tell John McAluso, but Alan would get my vote. <laughs> I guess we'd have, have to put... The stats and the banter. Like, he's we'd a, have to put John... complete man. But can we, put, can we put John's name in there? I mean, he because of his work schedule, he can't even join us anymore. Go find it. What? Okay. Sorry, I had to mute. You're getting talked to by security. I'm not getting involved in this love triangle. Look at that. Security is <laughs> after it, man. The, the Sacramento Republic well, people. It's just the TSA. I don't do anything. Um, the Sacramento Republic people well, probably uh, did something suspicious. or said that he's on his way. So so take that guy down. Yeah. For sure. And they're like, he's an Orange County soccer cast guy. <laughs> I don't want him to spread any of that news. You've, you've made it, Alan, no if that's the case, if they're terminal, stopping you sir. because of that. Right? Flight 793 is about to take off, though. Um, should we get into uh, some predictions on this match, or is there anything else you want to talk about for for uh, Portland, Dylan, or Alan? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm good. Ground transportation's yelling at me now. I'm trying to like edit out all of the background noise, but it's nearly impossible. Um, no, I, I think, uh, like I said, it should be a fun one to watch. Um, it'll be a good test. And um, 
I think uh, maybe a 2-1 victory for transitioning to calling the the score of the game. I think it's going to be a close one. But I think the way Orange County's playing right now, they're going to hunker down on defense and they're going to pump a couple goals in. I think they outscore their opponents 8-1 to one in the last three matches. So uh, they got a good chance of putting a couple in and walking out with three points on the road again. You know, I, I just realized, too, uh, this is totally off topic, is Dylan tried to join the podcast as he's driving to Colorado. You're joining us as you're flying to Sacramento, and somehow the internet connection during the flight to Sacramento was a lot more reliable than what we experienced with Dylan heading to Colorado. Just had to say it. Um, oh, by the way, make sure you stay clear of the doors too, Alan, because apparently that's dangerous. Uh, or Alan. Dylan, what is your prediction for the match? I have to echo Alan's here. Uh, I think it's an Orange County win, but I think that it's going to be hard fought. Um, I, I think Portland always offers an attacking option. And, uh, you know, there's a reason Foster Langsdorf holds the Pac-12 scoring record. I don't understand why he's never really made an extended run for the uh, the first team. But, you know, he's consistent. Last year he was a threat for a good portion of the season. It cooled off, and he's netted a few goals in the last couple of weeks. So um, I think they'll score probably a 2-1 victory uh, for Orange County. And uh, do I even have to say what my prediction is going to be, or does everyone already know it? Didn't I yell at you about this on Sunday and last week and the week okay. before that and the week I, before that and the first time you did it and the second time you did it too? I'm sorry, though, Dylan. You, you are, are in college. You know that when you do a study, you know, you do – you track stuff. I mean, eventually it's proof that it's working if it keeps happening. If I you keep know, doing something, it keeps working, it keeps happening. It's proof that it is a legit thing and – Come on, Alan. Back me up on this, right? I mean, it's working. He's yeah, do it. go for it. Do it. Yeah. Five no. Five no Portland. Go for it. Okay. Well, it's not going to work now that you said it, Alan. Now it's going to ruin everything. I mean, two <laughs> one Orange County. Uh, no, five nil Portland. So Portland fans, be excited that I'm giving you that. Except for don't be excited because it's not going to work so far. If you've just now listening for the first time, the last three weeks or three matches, whatever it's been, can't remember. It's Tuesday, but it feels like a Monday, so I'm going crazy. Um, but the last three matches, Orange County has come away victorious in each of those matches. I've said five nil for the opposite side. Oh, by the way, it also worked out against Phoenix early in this season. So I'm going to say five nil Portland. Um, but hopefully this just keeps going. I'm just going to keep doing it until it doesn't work anymore. Um, hopefully the, the result is it just keeps working until the end of the season and the end of the playoffs. You know, I'm, I'm sure Every Orange County fan would be excited if this works, except for Dylan, because somehow, some way, he thinks this is ridiculous. It's nothing. It's not. How could you even say that? You, you don't think that I would be thrilled if we won? No, but you would say it has nothing to do with my predictions. Even at that point, you would it still think. It doesn't. That. Yes, you're right. But it, the proof is in it. If it works each and every week, then there's something behind it. Someone's got to be the naysayer. You got to believe in something, Dylan. You got to believe in something. And my belief right now is when I say 5 0 for the other team, we win. I believe in Aiden Quinn's left foot. <laughs> There's concrete evidence that is that points to Aiden Quinn's left foot being holy. So I got to ask Alan this because you've landed. You're now probably, you've probably got your luggage. If you even had luggage, I don't know if you just do carry ons. Are you Ubering it or did you rent a car or what's going on? Are you taking a shuttle? Uh, gonna lift to our hotel and then probably grab food and a drink 
Okay. You yeah. gotta you gotta convince your Lyft driver to like say what's up if you get to him before we end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I gotta go back now. We gotta go back in time a little bit, Alan, because we didn't get to hear your voice when we were talking about New Mexico. I know we we saw some of your chat. We relayed some of those messages. Uh, do you want to just give us your brief thoughts on that whole match against New Mexico? Uh, what you liked, what you possibly didn't like, if there's anything, uh, and yeah, go for it. Uh, I thought. The team played well. I thought the lightning storm happened in probably the, the worst opportune time for the team. Uh, they scored two goals in three minutes. Um, you know, maybe maybe not quite as, as strong as you want them to be early on, but the fact that they're still not giving up goals early is always good. I mean, that's what we talked about a little bit. Um, sorry, as soon as I started talking, there literally were no announcements the entire time I wasn't talking. As soon as I turned on, like, it was background. You got a um, kid going. You got the announcements. No, I, oh, I think um, it's just that not getting behind early thing that's really been kind of the Achilles heel. That and those last like stoppage time goals at the end. So it's like the middle of the game. It's usually can go either way. But if they don't give up a goal early, they're good. If they don't give up a goal late, they're good. Um, New Mexico's defense is terrible. They're not figuring that out. Um, nothing's going well in the back end for them. Uh, like I said last time, they're more likely to give up three goals than get a, a clean sheet. Um, so it kind of played out exactly the way I thought it might on paper. But with Orange County's road form and Mexico being kind of a tough place to play, you just never know. Um, you never know if New Mexico is going to rekindle that fire they had earlier in the season. Uh, clearly, they haven't. Uh, things were not clicking for them. They looked the way that Orange County looked early in the season where nothing was coming off. Uh, they're kind of getting unlucky, and then they ran into a couple of hot, you know, a, a hot goaltender who they made some really good. They had some good opportunities, and they just couldn't put them away, uh, either because we played really good defense, or you know, Duke came up really big. I think he was for sure the man of the match for the team, um, and really kind of set the tone for we're just not going to let any goals go in. And I think if they keep that mentality, you know, Orange County is very dangerous. They could very easily wind up in that, you know, last home match you know, or, or uh, hosting a, a playing game versus, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were worried if they'd even make that last playoff spot. So I think they just got to keep playing the way they've been playing, believe in the system. That's what they've been preaching all year. So why stop now? And how exciting it would be again, if, if they were able to get a, a an extra home match out of this or, or two um, at the end of the season. So that'd be awesome. Um, let's now do this. Then, since we didn't do it before, we are waiting for Ellen to join us. Let's pick our star of the match for the New Mexico match. Uh, and I will start with Dylan. There's only one option here, and that is no disrespect to Jerry or to Mike or to Darwin or to Harry or to Aiden or to literally anyone. It, it has to be Frederick too. And it, it's sad because everyone played so well. All right, perfect. Uh, Alan, do you agree with Dylan on that, or do you have a, an alternate choice for star of the match? No, I mean, I think you got to lean do. I think he, he took some pressure off early. He kind of breathed a sigh of relief that, hey, we got this goalie that's really going to come through for us. Um, it kind of settles the team down a little bit and then allows the guys to play a little bit more freely on the offensive side, uh, and that turns into those offensive opportunities. So I definitely I, – I hate to agree all the time, but I definitely have to agree that do was – the man of the match, team of the week goalie. Um, you got to tip your hat to him. Got to give due his due. Um, 
Yeah, I guess I, I have to agree with you. Although I, I really, really wanted to lean maybe a Joe Amico just because he had a stellar performance out there uh, on defense on the right side. Uh, but yeah, I, I think there was probably two or three saves that no disrespect to any of our other goalkeepers, even, you know, Patrick McClain when he was here or an Aaron Cervantes, there's a couple saves on there that I don't even know if they could have made in this match. Uh, and it could just be because, you know, do the adrenaline of your debut with a new team, uh, a team that's in the hunt for some playoff positioning uh, and, and all that just sort of worked out. But yeah, um, do has to be the man of the match on this. Cause he definitely made at least two poss- possibly three saves that, you know, if, if he doesn't make those saves, then it's a totally different scoreline. And we're looking at another loss, another disappointing loss on the road. So I will agree with both of you gentlemen. All right. Um, Let's get to it then. Let's see. Is there any other soccer news worth talking about uh, at this point? A USL news? I, I don't think so. Or just soccer in general. I mean, I don't know. Alan, have you heard anything from the USL uh, that's interesting or worth talking about? Wow. Uh, not particularly. I mean, we talked about it before. The signing, the ESPN Plus thing is going to be huge. Um, it's going to... I think just having more eyes in the league is going to be beneficial to all of the teams. Um, you know, the St. Louis announcement is kind of a bummer. Um, and, you know, probably losing probably another one of the USL sides in the next couple of years. Um, it's kind of a bummer for the USL. But I think it's just USL cons- consistently shows the strength of their league. That even though it's second tier, it's still good soccer. It's worth the value of the ESPN Plus, And it's worth the value to... To, to watch it on the weekends. I find myself watching USL games way more frequently than I'm watching MLS or the or League MX these days. Like it's I think it's just it's good to see it being that uh, ESPN plus deal being extended as opposed to like a flow sports or something. Yeah, the ESPN deal just makes it so much easier for um fans to watch the matches. I mean, that's like a soccer dream option. I mean it's cheap. There's not just USL, but there's also out-of-market MLS. There is European stuff going on. I mean, it's just amazing. So, And the, and it's also the ESPN Plus. ESPN is actually paying USL for games as opposed to like just hosting it for free. And I think the, the, the scuttlebutt is that that's going to go to uh, increase kind of the quality of streaming and the quality of camera work uh, of the, the – games themselves so we'll, maybe we they can bring see. us on as commentators right. you never know right. right right i think i think that's one of the other complaints about the league <laughs> right now is hey we're you're going to pay for it espn's going to pay for it they're going to demand a better product and some better announcers so alexi uh, alexi lawless will become an announcer for uh, i hope not He's i will stop listening <laughs> i won't watch the watch, game i'll cancel watch it on you <laughs> what um, will you cancel dylan espn plus your VPN. Um, I would never. <laughs> oh yeah. It's that'll be interesting if they decide to start going to some of those more well-known names uh, as far as ESPN has for, for broadcast yeah, because of the, that, but who knows? Alexi Lalas couldn't commentate anything. Nothing could happen and he couldn't be capable of knowing what to do. So you can't hand him a lower division side. He's just going to talk about his glory days or something. You know, he'd look at Michael Roscoe and be like, oh, you know, back in the 90s, guys, I was Ginger Jesus, and I played for the U.S. team, and 
I'm really cool, and now I've got a comb over because I'm balding. Like he would just say some garbage thing. It'd be like Alex Rodriguez. Share your truth. Share your true feelings, Dylan. Oh, you're so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> the last thing we need to do is just get these like old, like the old guard of U.S. soccer because they're not smart. They're not good at what they do. You know, it, it would be really amazing if they could – I know ESPN really doesn't have control of it. It's more the individual teams. But if you could get like an actual like, lit, like dedicated – broadcast team for maybe each of the teams that maybe you know i know like you currently have where the home games they sort of are the ones that are on the stream but at least it's something where it's a a broadcast team that's more connected to the usl they're more connected to maybe the team that they're at least one of the teams that are in the game so they know at least a little bit more they know how to pronounce you know at least as an orange county fan you 50 percent of the time you'd get correct pronunciation of the names and correct information about the team's history or uh, or what's going on uh, I think that may be the next step in this whole broadcasting thing is if they could somehow find a way to do that. I don't know if you can really force the teams to do that. Uh, the teams have sort of this free option at this point where um, they can get free broadcasting from the USL, but it would be really cool if you could get maybe more of a dedicated, you know, this is the Orange County team. This is the Portland team. This is the Austin team. I know some of those teams have their own broadcasting It'd be nice if each team had that, though. Any other USL or soccer news from either of you? No, I mean, the international break's going on for you, you big leaguers. Um, the other leagues, I mean, the top two have a, an international break. I don't want to be a huge downer, so I don't want to talk about Italy and their issues. Um, but, you know, yeah, let's just move on. Perfect. Then we can get on to oh, our yeah, yawn some more. It's it's time for this old man's bedtime, everyone. Dude, I've I'm only like one week into this like schedule from hell for that I'm going to be going through for the next few months. So, uh, yeah, and for whatever reason, a three day weekend didn't help out at all. It actually made things worse. So, yeah, it's all that drinking into. I did one beer tonight. Um, random thoughts. Uh, Alan, do you have any random thoughts you'd like to share? Uh, yes. Uh, make sure when you're flying to uh, treat your flight attendants well. And if you pack a heavy bag, be able to get it on and off the plane and learn how to deplane by grabbing your bag before it's your turn to walk. That is my random thought for the night. There was like a cricket at the end of that. Dylan, anything for you? Yeah, I'm a little bit scared that Alan's outside of my house now. Um... <laughs> With all those crickets, it's mildly terrifying. Uh, it is hotter than the surface of the sun out here, maybe. Yes. Probably not actually uh, factual, but feels like it. Um, you know, if you have outdoor pets, you should probably just put them inside. And my literature recommendation for this week is um, Ruby Fruit Jungle by Rita Mae Brown. Um, don't read this one to your kids. Why not, Dylan? Some parts of it are hard uh, to deal with. Um, some. How hard are they? Okay. You done? <laughs> there, there's some uh, insanity. So if you are easily put off by. Uh, if you wouldn't watch Game of Thrones, I can't recommend you watch this. I'll just leave it at that. Watch it. Or read it. If you can't watch Game of Thrones, then I don't wouldn't recommend read this. you watch it. I... I, I, I messed up there, didn't I? You did. 
No one's perfect. I guess not. Unless you're Alan. Hobuddy's nerfix. Oh, Alan's got some banter. Hobuddy's nerfix. Hobuddy's nerfix, yeah. Kristen, Christian Wig? Kristen Bell quoting a line from Parks and Rec, I think. Because it's the same guy who created both of them. Great shoes. Sure. You guys, I know a famous person. Is he famous? Can I just shout out Joe Miko again for being like, <laughs> wow. Negatory oh Ghostwriter, the pattern is full. Go for it. Shot him out, Dylan. Damn, that was impressive. He played so well. I'm so proud of him. Yet you gave your your star of the match to, to Frederick. To, the man made seven saves. Then why aren't you shotting him out again? Or shouting him out? Whatever because you call it. Shot at him, shout at him, whatever it is. Anyway. I just I hope Joe sticks around. I hope he does too. Uh, please stay, Joe, if you're listening. I don't know if you still listen. Probably don't. I don't blame you. Um, please, please stay. <laughs> Someone find Joe's girlfriend a job so he feels like he should stay. It's it's perfect. I'm sure they're hiring at UCI. Tell her to go head down there. Um, what I don't really have a random thought for y'all. I I, I mean, nothing big happened this weekend except for there was a watch party. Um, hmm. I guess I'm. I can say I'm excited for my kids' soccer team. Uh, we, I started working out some of the potential goalies, and I, I found out that I have probably about four or five that can play goalie. It's two teams, so I, I think I'm set for goalie, which is one of the harder positions I've had in the past of finding uh, enough players that want to do that. So I guess that's what I'll say is my random thought for the evening. Unless Dylan or Alan have anything else to say, I think this is a good point of time to end this episode. Any last things you want to say, gentlemen? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at OCSC underscore Dylan or on Reddit uh, slash you slash OCSC underscore Dylan. Alan? You can find me on the Twitter machines at A Underwood 48. Perfect. And you can find me on Twitter at DJ Ray Samore. You can also find the podcast on Twitter at OCSE underscore SoccerCast. You can find our website at, or not at, our website, www, you don't have to put that in there, dot OCSCpodcast.com. Um, that has links to all of our social media stuff also where you can find our podcast. Uh, for all of our listeners that have been listening since day one, thanks for coming back each and every episode and listening to what Dylan, Alan, and I have to say. I know sometimes we say some of the stupidest stuff, but you keep listening anyway, so that's just an awesome thing there. If you're listening for the very first time and you loved what we had to say, go and check some of our older episodes back. You can find all of our episodes on our website or on any of your favorite podcast providers. Uh, for Dylan, for Alan, I am Ray. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. When on earth, we will always follow you. When it rain, let it pour. We will sing forevermore. Our opponents know we will fight and sell it so. Forever orange and black, you can bet your life on that. CLC, ole, ole, ole. CLC, ole, CLC, ole, ole. CLC, ole, ole, ole. CLC, Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com.